0: Hey everyone, great to be with you for another edition of the Inner Revolution podcast. Hey, these are exciting days. We are excited to be alive. We're excited to be walking with God with you. And we got a message today about fear, overcoming fear. And we have a tool sing with us and myself. We're going to just kick this off, the dynamic duo here.
1: Dynamic duo, huh? Yeah. Is that what you call us now? Yeah,
0: Batman and Robin, right? Anyway, okay. So wait a minute, can I ask um You must be Batman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure we clarify this. You got the nice <laughs> cape going on. Because
0: and you got a cool car. Too. I got
1: a cool car. <laughs> yeah, you got the soul car. Sorry, buddy.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll let you decide. We'll do a poll later who's Batman, who's Robin, but um, but honestly, fear. The acronym of False Evidences Appearing Real. What does God say about fear? What is the way through fear? Uh, And we're going to talk about that today and the church's role, the believer's role, not to be crippled in fear, but this is our time. This is our time to have a word, a message, to be encouraged, and to act as we've been trained to act to minister life, to love the person in front of us, and to have a word that comforts the faint of heart, so stay with us uh, again find us on Facebook and Instagram. we got t-shirts coming out of tool
1: yes, I need a triple extra large because I've been growing
0: he's been eating lots day, of ice cream uh, three months so. of
1: doing this podcast because I sit and talk <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh listen to radio pro- you know christian or secular radio uh, programs and these morning shows and stuff
0: nine out of ten most of these guys are massive okay so <laughs> that's will we'll i have hope a you podcast like you <laughs> on dieting next time but uh no we got we, all right we're gonna pause that thought there hey so we've got um just some, just, we've got a t-shirt coming out something cool we got looking at some wristbands um just some fun stuff to help uh, build ourselves up in who we are uh, in Christ. But hey, without further ado or any more sidetracks about ice cream, uh, we're going to have a tool start us off with overcoming fear. Go ahead. Wow. Thank you, Pastor Jason. It's uh, always a pleasure to join you in these podcasts. I would
1: like to get paid down the road for doing these podcasts. Forget about t shirts and wristbands. You just want to collect all the money, huh? My hard work and think about I'm kidding. <laughs> So you're turning red over here. <laughs> I am just kidding. You know what?
0: <laughs> you Wait, know? didn't didn't the Apostle Paul say that you are uh, our reward? So. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. Heavenly I'm glad reward. you clarified there. Heavenly reward.
1: So you know what? I am. It's funny when uh, I asked you yesterday, what are we? What's what is the topic? today would be, and you text me the word, overcoming fear, and I was in Chicago this past weekend, just evangelizing, and just went to with a group of people to visit Pastor Jack Wheatley in Elgin, Illinois, and we were, we spent about all day on in streets, evangelizing from downtown to door knocking, and uh, I had this conversation with him. A stranger about fears as I was evangelizing, and then again I had the same conversation yesterday with a teenager here, and then you send me the text and saying, "Oh, we're going to talk about overcoming fear." I said, "Wow, God, you were trying to say something to me." So I said, "Okay, maybe uh, he is." So, you know, I when I think about fear, I think uh, most of us have fear in our, in our hearts about things of different kind. There may be a struggle. There may be a, a fear that I something that I'm going through in my life or I'm anxious about something. And you see that a lot in people's lives. And God gave me this verse, and it's, most people know this verse in 1 John 4.18. It says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fear is not made perfect in love. I love that verse. So I shared this with this gentleman. As I was sharing the gospel, and uh, he said, there's a lot of wounds in his life had, in his life through being in a church in different times of his life in different churches, and he has been very fearful to go back to church, and it 's a genuine fear that people have in their lives, and I, he goes, "I am very like I hesitate to go." somebody invites me to a church because I have this fear in my heart. And God prompted me with this verse. And I said to him, I said, you know what? Just picture God's love towards you. Picture how much God loves you unconditionally, wholeheartedly. And continue to love you regardless of that fear that is in your heart. I say, God will never leave you nor forsake you because His love is perfect toward you. So you could never fear anything in your heart if you understand God's love. You know, in the New Testament, the word love is the second most used word outside of Jesus in the whole New Testament. So God is putting an emphasis on this word love. No matter what your struggles are, no matter what how anxious you may be, or what kind of fear that you may have in your heart, knowing that God loves you just the way you are. God is love. It doesn't say love is God, but it says God is love. So God is emphasizing a lot towards the word love and love what heals and delivers people. I know in my own personal life, God has done many things and delivered me of a lot of things. And I shared with this man, I said, you can overcome anything as long as you let the love of God motivate you and heal you and deliver you. And he looked at me, he said, you know what? But every time I go, or every time somebody would say something. I said, what, who is your identity as you are going to these places? You've got to know who you are in Christ. People are not perfect in a church scenario, or outside, or your family members. As long as you know God is love, and that love is in your heart, and he, that's what motivates you, it doesn't matter what anybody says. You can't let the fear stop you mm. to fellowship or your anxiousness to be held back and not do anything. And I said to him, I said there's a beautiful verse in First Peter five, seven. It says Cast all thy cares upon you. A lot of people carry a lot of burdens, mm. and they carry a lot of fear, and the burdens that turn into fear, and they don't want to do anything. I love the word cast out. It's, uh, it means in Greek, it roll over from your shoulder onto God's shoulders. And so God wants us to have our fears or have our anxiousness all to be rolled over from our shoulders onto His shoulders because He wants to ultimately carry all these things for us. And He wants us to be delivered by these things because we can trust Him and let Him carry all those things. And the beautiful uh, psalm in Psalm 138, there are only eight psalms, but I love the part which is the verse eight. It says, The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. Your loving kindness, O Lord, is everlasting do not forsake the work of your hand mm. it talks about God and his faithfulness it talks about that how God is faithful to us in what he has called to do he whatever God and faithfulness go hand in hand mm. and I thought it was just really beautiful if we could just trust God and no matter what we what problems that we are going through what trials that we are facing what fears that we may have that I could trust God and I love what it says in Second Timothy 1, seven. God has as God has given us a spirit not to fear mm. and you know it's interesting that we have that in our heart we don't have to fear anything so I could just trust God if I trust God and I trust his love then there is nothing I need to be fearful about mm. I can do all things through Christ who
0: strengthens me Pastor Jason, your thoughts? Amazing. Amazing. Just to let those words sink in your... I love that verse, Psalm 138.8. I love that verse you just quoted. I will perfect that which concerns you. That's one of my favorite verses. That's such a good... Like when you're reassured that God sees, knows, and cares, you're not there alone... Um, it, it's really a big deal. And you know, tool. as you were speaking, and I just thought, you know, why is it that a Christian fears? Why is it that, I can understand why an unbeliever fears, because they have, they don't really have roots in something beyond themselves. But a believer, you know, why does a believer fear? And I, you know, I think we could say that, uh, you know, in Second Corinthians 2, 2, the devil is the prince of the power of the air. So what he does is he projects... Uh, a suggestion or an argument against who God is. He projects, he says, okay, your future, you know, maybe you're going to lose your job or you're going to lose your house or you're going to lose your health. He projects a suggestion uh, to have you uh, consider something outside of God's promise. And then if we take the bait, we then begin to internalize something that's external and then it becomes a reflection this is a key point, a reflection where something unresolved in my life now becomes a mirror. Let's say we've had a bad situation happen to us or uh, we're reminded of words that were said that that hurt us or things that hurt us uh, and we begin to take the projection and we begin to reflect and we take our identity or our uh, our energy is stolen from that. So projection leads to reflection, and then all of a sudden we begin to walk in a lie, and we begin to say, oh, there's a lion in the street, right? Yeah. And, uh, but frankly, there's no lions that operate in the street. So it's, the whole statement uh, is a a falsehood uh, to project that we begin to fear something that's not even really there. We begin to uh, worry about something that may never happen. And so, you know, just to say this about fear, and you quoted 2 Timothy 1.7, I want to quote it again with you. It says, For God, okay, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So immediately we understand, okay, it's not from God and it's a spirit. It's an evil attachment. But he's given us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Therefore, uh, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, And, uh, but think of that, the spirit, you know, projections, you know, we're going to run out of money, we're going to run out of, oh, what about the vaccine, or what about my family? All these worries, like Philippians 4 7, don't be anxious for anything. And in the Gospels, we see it again. uh, God is, he knows what we need, but this spirit sticks to us, doesn't it? Yeah. We begin to get anxious, panic attacks, or fearful. We begin to, retract and be shut in and I, and I really personally I'm angry at this spirit at all because uh it's almost like we shut our brains off fear shuts our brain off because it's a spirit that suppresses us but God has given us power over the devil love to give one to another and a sound mind how to think through this fearful age and you know I got to say this I was talking with one brother This uh, today, and if you look at your New Testament, I think sometimes we forget that disease and plagues were rampant, Mm. and something far greater than what we're seeing today. Leprosy was a huge issue, and in Hebrews chapter 10 25, the writer of Hebrews is saying, Do not forsake the assembling together, and do it much more as the day approaches. And what was the context to that? The context was leprosy was rampant. Many diseases that were killing people uh, were rampant. And still, the writer was saying, "Do not fear, mm-hmm. but draw near to God." So, we have such a message uh, to say: you know, cast down anything that argues against who God is. Confess to yourself the promises of God. Deal with maybe you can call, you can talk about that unresolved conflicts in our life that. Produce these reflections that reinforce the lie, like, like a self-image. A young lady may have struggles with self-image, or a young man maybe have, you know, he's fearing failure, so he doesn't take a step of faith. How do people deal with these unresolved conflicts? How about divorce or broken dreams, like, oh, what's the use of even trying again or defeatisms, and how does someone overcome that? You know, I love Isaiah 56.3 that I put my trust in Him. You now
1: God is not a God, sorry, God is not a God of confusion, you know. And I, I have to trust Him. A lot of people that we meet, and I remember even as a young man I had such a poor self-image. And I was fearful that I could, would I be ever able to talk in front of people because I was always fearful of being around people. And... It's funny that I, everybody says, you know, you're really an extrovert. <laughs> you say that to me all the time. I am. But there's deep down inside, there's a fear. Mm. And I had to learn to cast out that fear and to trust God and in His love and to see myself completely in Him. And my poor self-image or my insecurity had to be crucified on the cross in order for me to take His image. When I take His image, then I could rest in Him. And I love this verse. It says, uh, Isaiah 26, a perfect peace because my mind has stayed on Him. Wow. My mind and my heart is on Him. So when my mind and my heart is on Him, then all those imperfections that I may think that I have, are there no more? Hmm. Because I am in Christ, and perfect love casts out all of those things. We go back to 1 John 4.18. So my poor self-image, my insecurities, or my whatever those things that I'm dealing with in my day-to-day life could be healed instantly. Wow! Instantly. But do I want to take the way of the cross? That's, and the, that's question. the question. Do I want... The way do I want to take up my cross daily? Do I want to go to the cross and put it all there and say, God, it's time? And you know, we ha- we see a lot of young people, even in our ministry, and uh, I would say a lot of them. They're few, but they have such a poor self. They're beautiful young men and women, but they've been like uh, maybe, perhaps in their younger years, they were picked on, mm. and that created this poor self. Or they were maybe a little, uh, you know different than somebody else or they didn't have those uh, gifts of playing sports or they were just quiet and they were just artistic and you know and and we pick on kids yeah and what happens when we do that they, that becomes their identity and they grow in it and they grow in it as adults and they have all these fears and problems but how do you get those delivered do you all, you could go and see the most famous shrink in the world and they will may help you for a season, but only God's love is what's going to cast out that fear or that area of your life. There's no other way. Being, uh, being saved at the age of 23 and have, prior to having everything a man wants, I remember coming home every night, even driving the fanciest car, eating in the fanciest restaurant, staying in a fanciest hotel, having all the money in the world. Coming home, Bed and having a really poor self-image came back with me. Mm. I remember many laying in bed crying, like, who am I, God? What is, like, why, wow. I have it all, but I have nothing because my wow. ps- poor, my image was in me, in my flesh and in the things, and then that didn't define who I was. When I got, when I got saved, my identity was in Christ, and then his love healed all those things. I didn't even have to do it. I just started reading the Word of God, and God just started to heal things mm. and made me realize that, you know, who I am in Christ mm. and that the only way that healing could take place is through cross. So we can see uh, every counselor under the sun, but if I do not go to the
0: cross, then there is no healing. So you keep saying this uh, very important statement, going to the cross, and... What we mean by that, from Scripture, Luke chapter 9, we're taking up our cross in the sense where we're lifting up what Christ has done, and that's what's taking the place of fear, like love must take the place of fear, love must take the place of a bad situation, love must take the place of... Uh, competition or comparison, you know you mentioned young people, and it 's interesting the most talented and most beautiful seem to have struggle in this area, and it 's because we may compare ourselves with other people, and second corinthians ten twelve says it's unwise to do that to compare ourselves with ourselves or other people that commend themselves. but you know what I love what you keep saying, like love must fill that void. see we all have a hole in the heart, right, no matter how successful no matter how much we think, the material, these things cannot love us back. Only God can love us the way that we need to be loved. But let me just say this about our world that we're living in. I would say information is very important because what you reinforce in your life will be what is what is strength, strong in your life. So, you know, we have a lot of information coming to us. And people their brains are off in a lot of ways and they want to be told what to do and they want to be told what to think. And um, that's a lot, uh, that mindset's very much in the socialistic and communistic world. I used to live overseas for many years in a communist country and it's amazing how people don't want to think for themselves and they begin to, uh, their brain is just turned off and they they fear the little things. It's almost, (laughs) it's like, uh, we fear the mouse when we're actually the lion. It, it, it things turn turn things go backwards where we forget our authority, like you mentioned. We forget our identity, and you said something key: we forget the image and whose we are in Genesis two seven. So today, if you're listening, you are in the image of God. You're in the image of victory. You're in the, you're in the image of grace. You're in the image of mercy, and relate to yourself in that way. And then you'll be able to identify fear and have victory over fear and live in the spirit of grace and truth rather than uh, some little itty-bitty thing that is uh, scared of the wind, right? And I feel Hmm. like sometimes, you you know, imagine winning a great game and then walking off the field like you're the loser. I mean, that would be ludicrous. Here you are, you just won this great baseball game, you put all this effort in, but you're acting, or I am acting, or the team is acting like they lost. That's what fear does. It turns everything upside down and causes us to be very small, and instead of being giant slayers, we begin to fear everything that moves, right? What would you say about being a giant slayer, like Caleb and Joshua, right? Yeah. Let's go up at once. God has given us the land. The other 10 spies said, oh, you know, uh, you know, got to be afraid of uh, everything and uh, afraid of the wind and afraid of the, what what might happen and if, and what, oh, maybe this will happen. The sky may fall. How would you address that? Giant killer. Isn't that the fear
1: that we face today in this time that we're in right now? Wouldn't you say that uh, that's the fear that we have across the board when we look at it, our among Christians, mm. in churches, pastors? Like, why are we like not trusting God? Like the word I love this verse. It says Isaiah forty four ten. Fear not, I am with you.
0: Yes. Fear not, I am with you. If God is with me, then what's the fear? So. With that, I love that. Forty-one, forty-one, ten also says that I will strengthen you. Do not be discouraged. I will carry you, carry you. But what would you say to the person that says, "Oh, you're being radical. We we should be very careful." And like, there's more of a compliance in their mindset. And what would you say to like the churches today? You know, a lot of churches are closed, and and I get it in natural reasoning, but in spiritual reasoning, it does not make any sense to me. And it's it's a <laughs> we were in Frederick this weekend, and I wanted, somebody we talked to with on the street said, where are the churches? Why are the churches closed? And there's orphans everywhere, you know, and what would you say to that? It's like that verse in Second Chronicles
1: 18, 16. Look at the hill, the sheep is scattered. That's that's the uh, Christians. They're all scattered. There's no shepherd in sight anywhere. The churches are closed because they don't, they have lost their faith in Christ. I mean, what can I, if I fear not and God is with me, then I have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. I should trust God in everything because I put my trust in Him. if I put my trust in Him, then whatever pandemic or epidemic, whatever that may be going on, there's always going to be something that there's doesn't always going to be separate. I'm going to close doors. I'm not going to worship God. this I really believe, Pastor Jason, are you getting me all fired up on this cuz so very you know we we really. See, We're seeing this in our streets, we're seeing in our, our neighborhoods, we're seeing in our uh, communities, our states, in our country. Pe- people actually have a fear of this pandemic. Yes. Is that a pandemic or epidemic? Pandemic. Pandemic. That's worldwide. Worldwide. So Epidemic is everywhere. No, I guess they're no, similar, similar words, but, yeah. So this is the Your fear. English is very good, by the way. Well, thank you. For, for being uh, Indian.
0: You've
1: no. <laughs> 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 only been in this country your whole life. But. Yeah. No, but uh, there's a great fear today. Why? Because you know what? Even the leaders who are leading, the shepherds are not trusting God. You have to trust God. You, got, you can't let the enemy dictate what, you're gonna, what steps you're going to make. You've got to let the Holy Spirit dictate what steps you're going to take. You gotta to learn to trust God. I mean, we're we're doing. I'm not saying that I'm going to go in front of somebody who has uh, COVID 19 and say, "By the way, sneeze on me or breathe on me." No, but God has given us wisdom. It's second uh, Colossians four five. Uh, Paul said was telling uh, Colossians that I'm giving you a spirit of wisdom. There Use that wisdom that I've given you. And uh, Romans three eleven. Time is short. Time is short. And God has given us wisdom. And it's time that we trust God. As 1 John 4.18 said again, we got to learn to trust God. He will cast everything out. Even to open our doors, people are scattering all over the place. They need a shepherd to bring the flock together and teach the word of God. Take the fear away from them. Only way to take the fear away is through God's love, as you said, God's grace and His mercy and His faithfulness is what the f- how we're gonna take away the fear. There's always gonna be a fear. You can if that's how we wanna live. We should ne- we should just live in a bubble, never go anywhere unless everything
0: just come to us. It doesn't life doesn't work that way. Does it, Pastor It's interesting that you're saying that. My son, we were on our bike ride recently, and he was afraid of crossing the street. And I said, "I said, Carson, we have to face our fear. Otherwise, you're going to be, um, you're going to be held back from the joy of what's across the street." And it took a little coaxing, but you know, he eventually crossed the street, and it was fine. But it's interesting. It's the power of suggestion in the atmosphere. And it's this projection that hits a reflection in our heart of unresolved conflict or unresolved issues that we haven't given to God. It's part of that spiritual hoarding. It's this whole collection of of unregenerated things that make up our past that we need to surrender to God. So as we close, I wanted to say a couple practical things because you've said some really beautiful things today. If you're in fear... It's important just to be honest with God. Don't try to be strong. I mean, Joshua one nine says God makes you strong. Daniel 10.19, God makes you strong in his love. So be honest with God, pray. Secondly, take a promise, 2 Peter 1.4, and live in it, confess it. Let that be your focus and let that be what is your compass. Thirdly, be wise. We want to be wise as serpents. And innocent as a dove, right? So we're not asking people to be careless, but it's the mindset. We want to have the mindset of God that says, you know what? I'm not going to be a prisoner or in bondage to something that God has given you power over. You know, the disciples said, oh, we have great power in your name. And Jesus said, you know, this is the prayer paraphrased version. He said, don't rejoice that you have power over that, but rejoice that your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. And it's the same thing. It's our image. What are we focused on? And then to speak out, just like we said in praise, we want to praise purges the atmosphere, praise prepares our heart, and praise pronounces the name of God, which breaks through all the chains. You know, praise is a huge tool. Mm. So, I'm not asking people, and I don't think you are either, to be strong or to, you know, I think courage is not the absence of fear. It just means that it's just greater than than the the fear that we're facing. <laughs> and the last thing I'll just say, you know, tool, and maybe, you know, you're listening, you're like, oh my goodness, you know, how do I hurdle this, you know, panic attacks and or anxiety, and we understand there's some physiological things too, but how you think about it, and how I think about it's really key, it's like this illustration, I can tell God about my storm, oh my storm is huge, or I can tell my storm how great my God is, and that is the difference, is your God too small, if you're living in fear, if I'm living in fear, by the way, every fear is a lie, that's a whole nother thought. Every fear is a lie. The emotion of self-consciousness. Without God, there's healthy fear, but I'm talking about the toxic fear. Every fear is a lie. But if we were to say, God, this is who you are. You're not small. I want you to be big, and I want to confess your greatness. How many people today are confessing the greatness of God? And I'm saying that to myself first. I want to confess the greatness of God. Atul, any last comments? You know, here's two thoughts live in God's love
1: and stay firm in God's love. And as long as we do that, we could overcome any obstacles in, that God would that life would throw at us any obstacles. We got to learn to abide in his love. And you know what? Life is full of fears. There's fears everywhere you look at. I don't care if you're the strongest human being on the face of the earth or the most spiritual man has ever walked in the face of this earth. You still have fears.
0: Mm. But
1: the key of that is God's
0: love. Reminds me of a song. <laughs> All you need <laughs> is love. Is, love. <laughs> <laughs> is that Beatles? Oh, I don't know what that was. But, okay, we're going to edit that. that yeah. was... <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but that's the key. As long yeah. as I know that I am covered in God's love and abide in His love and I live in His love, that nothing, no fear could take me out of it. And and any struggle that I may have, I love the word that you used, you surrender Mm -hmm. everything in God's love. It's like going in a corner and I just surrender before God. And I say, God, I'm just going to put a robe of love and your righteousness around me and let you just take away everything. That I have no struggles. I have no fear because I'm going to walk out of that corner and I'm going to see myself in Christ. So if you are listening today, we're not saying that, oh, don't go to church even though you are sick or anything please take precaution use wisdom but don't live in fear let let time is short time is very short and we just want to encourage you to take the step of faith not take the step backwards in fear but take the step in faith forward in mm-hmm. Christ because god has great things for you don't let the world and your uh, your Flesh dictate who you are. But to know who you are in Christ. That you could trust God. This world is 7,000 years old. People have been trusting God all through the time. And this is not the first time we have faced these things in our lives. These pandemics. It has happened all
0: through time. People have overcome them. So can we. Amen. And just, you know, I love what you're saying. We could keep going here, but um, nothing happens to you and I without God's permission. Okay, omnipresent God, all present, all knowing, all powerful, always working. Okay, nothing gets by him. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't take a break. He doesn't take a siesta. You know, he is on the job 24-7. Nothing happens to you without his permission. And if it was to be allowed then he has a divine purpose for him to be glorified and to promote you and I and to for us to know him deeper. Well, Amen. this is a big topic. Uh if you're part of a church, be active, share your faith. If you're a believer, don't uh don't worry. First John 4, 4, God will give you boldness uh and be intentional, prayerful. God will give you witness uh, opportunities to witness. Well, great being with you, tool, as always. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Jason. It's always a pleasure talking about
1: topics. And uh, if you are listening, and uh, please uh, check us out on Facebook, sure, Instagram, YouTube. What else do we have? Most Wanted list? I think
0: we're on that one too. Yeah, maybe down deep in (laughs) hell
1: because I think Satan really hates us. But we don't care. You know what? We are going to continue to go forward because you know what? God has a plan and a purpose for our lives
0: and so is yours. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.